Before I begin today's shmuz, I just want to say that today's shmuz is an honor and l'hatzlacha for Meil and Yaro's new baby at a bris this morning, Daniel ben Meir, was really pushing me hard to come to the bris, but I couldn't do it. So, at least this I could do. We'll do the uh, shmuz in the zechut that the baby should grow up and to give nachat to his parents. Okay. So again, I know that I've never, in the last couple of weeks, I haven't been speaking about the parish now. I'm speaking more about the, what's going on in the world. But that's what Melchoyev to do, you know. So, but I'm going to try to tie it a little bit into the parsha. The we know that the Chazal say, if you see that the nations of the world are fighting with each other, there's wars between the nations of the world, then you know that Mashiach is coming. That's what it says in Chazal. We have to try to understand this Chazal. Why is that a simon? That there's, a, there's some wars between the nations of the world. Why has that become an indication that the footsteps of Mashiach is happening? Things are taking place. And really, the answer to this is very deep and very fundamental and requires a lot of hakadamis. I'm not going to do that to you. I'm going to say it more in a simplified way. But it comes in the Mephoshim in this week's parsha, which is the first wars. The wars of the four kings against the five kings and all these kind of stuff that's going on. Everything that happens in the beginning, whatever the Torah talks about stuff early on, we have to know that these are all the fundamentals are being revealed over here. The Morris says, Chlor, in the Sechtas Zorah, I'm not going to go through that whole sugi, even though that whole sugi in itself is extremely fundamental. And the sugi over there says that at the end of times, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu says he's about to give schar, and all the nations of the world come pushing in for schar, and Rome comes first, Edom comes first, and they want schar, and they say for they, they did a lot of things, and they made bathhouses, and they made their economy, Kesef Zohar, so besides for the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells them that you did it for yourself, he also says economy has nothing to do with you. Liha Kesev and Establishes that economy is the plan of Hashem that's being worked through the people. But then the Zegemar says about the, the Poras. They want Schar. They want schar for wars. Now you have to understand why you want schar for wars. But it's sugi. It's a sugi that needs an uptouch. But Hashem tells them, wars is me. Wars have nothing to do with you. It means what's happening when there's wars, there's strategy that's going on that HaKadosh Baruch was making all this stuff happen. This is not the decisions of the kings and the rulers. There's something that's provoking them to go to war. It's not something that's they, something that they're not conscious of that's provoking them. They may think that they're going to war for this reason or that reason, but there's really something behind the scenes provoking them for that. So what we're saying is that Akadosh Baruch Hu says, you, you Claudius, so you have to know certain things. I'm going to go into together to try to understand why we need to know these things. But you Claudius, so should know. 
that if I provoke war in the world, I am letting you know that the steps of Mashiach is coming. Already the Chofetz Chaim spoke about this from World War One. you know. This is no chidushim of Yaakov Herrera. This is already spoken by many, many, many based on these chazals and based on what it says in this week's parasha when the first wars of kings are going on. That the purpose of the wars, even though the kings may not have been aware of the purpose of the war, but the purpose of the war was to get Lot and to get Avram. That was the tachlis. What's the significance of Lot? Where does Melech HaMashiach come from? Melech HaMashiach comes from Lot. Comes from Moyan. And from Amoin. Because it has to be from David HaMelech and Shloim HaMelech. Amoin and Moyan comes Melech HaMashiach. Why does Melech HaMashiach come from Amoin and Moyan, which is the lowest people of the world? That I'm not going into today. But that's where Mashiach comes from. You want me to go into it? I'll go into it. But it's the deep stuff. That is where Mashiach comes from. David HaMelech, he has to establish the Malchus. He has to be able to establish the Malchus over everything. And therefore he has to come from a place where he can associate with everything. Different shmuz. But David HaMelech comes from Moyav, from Loit and Avram, this combination of Loit and Avram, that's Malchus Shemayim. Malchus Shemayim. There is only one Malchus. Malchus Shemayim. The Dalit Malchus, the Dalit Malchus, steal the Malchus from Hashem. And when David HaMelech, Mashiach Hashem comes back, and the Malchus is taken back, and according to the Maharal, Yishmol is a chilek of the Malchus of Poras. For whatever reason, I'm not going into that either. There's a lot, of, I said, there's a lot of background information. What am I going to do? On Hanukkah and Rabbi Pez house, if I make it there, we'll go into the stuff by Arichas. You know, that's where we give you all the background information. Okay? So now, this is Malchus, and, and Yishmol is the one who's tining, Poras is tining, that they want and, uh, for the wars, you know. But this is what wars, what's wars? What's coming out over here is that when the Malchus based is going to start beginning, and the Iqbis of the Mashiach is where it's coming, then the rulers of the world feel unsettled. Because they understand instinctively that their malchus is going to be robbed from them. And since they don't know why they feel that way, that's why they start having wars with each other. So again, the Chazal say, when you see the nations of the world, the kingdoms, the various kingdoms, of these Dalit Malchis, whoever which nations represent them today in the world, when they start to have misgare one and the other to begin to fight wars, you shall know that these are the footsteps of Mashiach coming. The Lomdis we're saying is, this is not my chidushim, what I saw, but the Lomdis is because since in, they, they feel it, they don't know why, but they feel that they're, they're insecure 
about their kingdom. And therefore, when you're insecure about your kingdom and you feel that there's enemies out there, that's when they start the politics between them. But really what's going on, Chazal say what's really going on is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is moving Mashiach into position. And therefore, instinctively, the war is about Mashiach. That's what's being said. Now why is it so important to understand this? It's very important to understand something. Because I'm hearing a lot from people, different talk now, and I think that the focus is a little bit off. You know, the way it works is in Emuna, it depends how broad your knowledge of Emuna is. Because your sugya only begins in where your hanhoga that you think Hashem runs the world with. So if the only hanhoga that a person knows is the hanhoga from Scharbo Enish, that's he has a very mitzumtzim yesoidis and fundamentals in Emunah. So then he tries to cram everything into Scharbo Enish. Because that's his Emunah. Although Shavuot is a Hanhaga of Hashem, but there's also more broad Hanhagas. There's much different types of Hanhagas going on. Now Shavuot by definition, is a protheistic Ezach. That means what happened to you is because of you. So that has nothing to do with me. That's a Hanhaga Pratit. We are seeing global. This has nothing to do with the war in Israel per se. What we're seeing now is a very clear thing that's emerging. We are seeing anti-Semitism emerging. That's what's emerging here. That's a global thing. That's in the United States of America too, in all the colleges and whatever. Where people are talking in the United States. In the United States. In the colleges that we have to get rid of the Jews from the world. This is everywhere. People are saying things that you could never have said before. Not that they never felt that way before, but they didn't say that before. So now it's not a question of Hamas Israel. It's a question about Jews. That's the talk. That's the song that's being sung is Jews. And that song is getting louder. So you understand what I'm saying? This is a global thing. Where we're talking about anti-Semitism. It's not a question only in Israel. Now Israel is a Jewish state. It's the center of attention. It's where things are going down. But the problem is all over the globe. It's not in one spot. That's more like a Chloeistic Indian. It's not a Proteistic Indian. We have to think Do we know if it's the last step or not? We have no clue. We don't know nothing. We don't know why Hashem does what He does and how He facilitates that. We're not trying to say that. We're only talking avoid. The reason why Chazal told us that when you see the nations of the world fighting with each other, it's equal to the Mashiach and the Megalitude that for avoid. You have to know that because you have to have a broad understanding of world politics in the Torah eyes, you know. We have a Torah for a reason. To talk to us, to speak to us. And the Chazal tell us how to look at the world and the current events. 
So the actual, this thing that's developing, it's not between Hamas and Israel. The whole world is sticking their two cents over here. And they're fighting with each other internally, which team you belong to, you know. So this is already a global type thing. This is what the Chazal is talking about. And we see that the, 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 the focus point is not a question of who Gaza belongs to, or if they did this or they did that. It's not a question of land. It's a question of anti-Semitism. That's what's being said, you know. you got to be blind to miss it. So we have to think in those terms. These are the terms of Iqtas and the Mashiach that we have to think in. That's a different, it's a more broad subject of emuna. It could be interwoven there. There are people that are affected in different ways. It's based on There's multiple anhogas that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has. But we need to face it like this. We have to face it in these terms. Now if we go on in life, just going on in life, that's a very bad thing. Because then you're not facing it with emuna. Then you're only facing it, even if you're on a level, you're facing it with schavonish. I'm talking about people on level. I'm not talking about selfish, self-centered people who don't care about anything, who have no emuna. I'm not talking about those people. I'm talking about people that have emunah. But if you're going to think about how, for me, it's not negated to me. So in my world of Shabbat English, it's not negated to me. It's negated to him. In his Shabbat English world. Maybe I can have Rahmanis. Maybe I can do something to help him. But it's not Shayach to me. But if we see it in a deeper way, then it's equally Shayach and it's happening in your, in your street corners. It's there. It's important. There's a, there's a, the Hakadosh Baruch Hu is meschaber to the Bria now in such a way. That's what's happening. So, so how you go further? I don't understand. You understand? So, what do we have to work with? What do we have to work with? Hakadosh Baruch Hu is bringing the tikkun to the Olam. It's definitely steps towards bringing Mashiach. That's the reality. So where where we come into the picture here? We have to understand that the, obviously Hakadosh Baruch Hu has different ways of doing things, and when it's in a way like this, it's more like a din type of way. But we have know that Hakadosh Baruch Hu can come into the world in a way that He reveals Himself, and will be more birachamim, different hanhogos, right? You say, V'sechazeno enenu b'shuvachol So simply the way you always understood was that we should have Rachmonus on us that we should be V'sechazeno. I saw in one of the big Mephoshim that he says that you should be V'sechazeno b'oifen b'rachamim. There's different ways to come to the V'sechazeno. You can come to the V'sechazeno through difficulties and you can come to the V'sechazeno through, through Rachamim. So you want the channels. The channels, it's happening. The question is how the channels are taking place. So which avoid is there that affects how Hashem in a global way approaches 
his way he reveals himself and attaches himself to the world. So that Nefeshachayim tells us that there is two avoiders that do that. Again, this is Nefeshachayim. I can't give you a crash course on Nefeshachayim. Over this state, though, look it up. Sayin Shar Beis B'negeyat and Sayin Shar Dalit B'negeyat Torah. Because Torah and Tefillah, how it works, is the way it works is with Torah and Tefillah. That's the Inyonim. Those are the Ike Inyonim that's, if we want to make this situation go in a way that the Shefa and the Brocha and the Chesed and the Rachamim, to be able to see that, to feel that, that's what we have to work on. Torah and Tefillah. And Torah and Tefillah doesn't just mean that you show up to Davin. That's the step one, obviously. You have to show up to Davin. You have to show up to Davin. That's partial. But in Davening, we're not really Davening. The Mesil Sisharim says something very unbelievable about Davening. And that shows that we're not Davening. Because when we daven, at least I can speak for myself, I don't know about everybody else, but I think that probably we all have the same problems, is that we have struggled paying attention, concentrating. All of a sudden, all us, we became like major ADD cases, you know? Where the mind is wandering, you know? And it's like a whole struggle. You go out, if you're interested even in the struggle, then you go back and then you go out. Right? is a Now, the way the Mesil Sisharim is Magdit Filah, it shouldn't be such a problem to have Kavona. He says Tefillah is a conversation. I know if you're having a conversation with the Rabbinim, so why, why is it so hard to concentrate? If I'm having a conversation with you right now, I got no issue concentrating because I'm talking about this thing. This is what I'm in. This is what I'm thinking about. I'm having a conversation. So the reason why our davening is without kavana is because davening by us is a pu'ula, religious pu'ula. It's a religious pu'ula. You have to do it. It says in Shulchan So I have to do the religious pu'ula so I'm struggling with concentration. But if I'm doing tefillah, means that by me there's a real thing. There's an ebishter and I'm talking to him and I'm discussing and I'm conversing so then I don't have a problem with concentration. Concentration shouldn't be an issue. The same thing in learning. In learning, we're not munach in the learning. Because if I have to struggle to get into the base measures, means I try to push to the latest possible time that I can get away with. And I try to bail out at the earliest possible time that I can. And I stay in my seat the least that I have to, just to get through it. Because I'm struggling with that. That means it's not what I'm living, it's not what I'm conversing, it's not what I'm, I'm not in it. I'm in it. I don't have a problem sitting and schmoozing with a guy for four hours, if that's what I'm in it. My brain is in that thing, whatever conversation I'm having, that's where my brain is. So we're just, it's something we have to do. It's a big mitzvah. It's an unbelievable mitzvah. It's a tremendous mitzvah. But it's outside of yourself. It's not negeah to the to you. 
Anyway, it's negated to you is much easier because if, if I have something to talk about, I have something on my chest, I have something on my mind, I have something to speak. So then it's not hard. If I have something that I want to, myself, I, I want to understand it because it's talking to me, it's negated to me, it's negated to my life. It's not hard, right? So we have to work on the avoid of Tarantino. Not just showing up to davening and not just showing up to learning. We have to work to avoid them. So in general, we have a more of a step process how we do things. But in the situation that's at hand, HaKadosh Baruch was telling you, I want you to step it up. He's not saying that you should do the impossible. He's not saying that you should do things that you're just physically not capable of doing. But he wants us to do things more. But more not just doesn't mean more minutes. More doesn't just mean more minutes. More means to figure out how to do this avoidant to be munach in the avoid. That's what Hashem wants from us. We can't go on like a regular day. So it doesn't make sense. It's not shy. We see the writing on the walls, you know. It's things that are like, What? What's going on here? What's happening here? Mamish. Things are, are happening. It's a mamish, like you see it. Well, you can't be blind. You have the simonim that Chazal gave us. So what do we want to do? Just sit back and nothing, nothing penetrates. Nothing goes in. Shundavar nichnas bifnim. Nothing. I'm not giving Musa to anybody. I'm giving Musa to myself too. We, 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 us, together. It's a zombie. We have to be at least munach in something. Now, maybe it's hard. It's hard to, so we have to look for mechaivim. I was saying last night with uh, Polanski's Chabura. I'm not saying that I am more munach in learning than you. I have no choice. I have to be munach in learning. I can't get up in front of a bunch of Tamidi Chachomim and Lamdonim and say a shit and I don't know, a ninth grade Torah. Understand? They don't need me for that. So I have to say something that's oilal shulchan malachim. So I'm forced to be munach and learning. Not that I'm a tzaddik. I'm forced. I have no choice. But everybody should look for some achrayas. At least if we're not on the level to be munach and learning and tafus and learning on that level without an achrayas, we should look for achrayas. Say chaburas. Write things up. Do something. However, we gave multiple ideas how a human being could, could feel an achrayis. Could feel an achrayis. Whether it's to say over the shir, whether to say his own chapura. Even to feel the achrayis that a decent human being, if he focuses on decency, will be like that. A younger man, his wife doesn't have to work. Al It says in the ksuba, go check at your house. It says... You're going to be Ezon, the Eflah, the Okir. You're going to do all the Parnasas you. That's what you signed over there. If I was your Masada Kedushan, I explained that to you before you put your pen on the paper. So don't say you didn't know about it. It says, your Achrayis. Zachrayut Shalcha. But then your wife, Meritsoyna Hatoyit, wants that you should learn and become a Tamachoch. And that's why she's going above and beyond her own responsibility to take on a different achrayas so you could learn. 
So it's a hashchosa if you don't. So a human being should feel achrayis from a very basic human instinct. Now why don't you think like that? Because you didn't think about it. So there's things that can make you think and the thinking process will make you feel achroy and then when you're achroy you'll be munach. We're not asking for Torah Lishmoy here. We're just looking for eights how to be more in it. And to live it more. That's all we're doing. A bocher, same thing. Comes to yeshiva. He's got food. He's got fabrengans. He's got trips. He's got rebellion. He's got everything. Mambish. Treat him like a king. Treat him like a king. And... But there are cloud, especially in Harari's. You're probably not paying too much tuition. And even if you are, we spend a lot more than that, okay? So somebody has to go out there and make money. And somebody has to go out there and decide how to spend the money and do things. There's all kinds of people, teams of people working to make your life geschmack. So now, if you can't be just a taker. Yeshiva doesn't run if you don't put, put your, yourself in, you know? So that's a decent human being, should feel a certain responsibility. Why a person doesn't think like that? Because he's not thinking. So in times like today, we need to think a little bit more. If we think a little bit more, we feel achroi. When we feel achroi, we do more. So from this level, we'll go to another level. We'll go from the shalom l'shmai, we'll go to l'shmai. When you're munach and learning, you'll start to enjoy it more. You start to enjoy it more, you'll get into it more. But we need to make efforts to build that connection with learning and davening. We need to make effort for that. person has to think. The night before, he has to think about what the next day is going to look like. How he's going to get up in the morning. He has to have a plan. How is that going to work? The cell phones. The cell phones is the biggest thing that takes you out of learning. Any cell phone, if it's inside the base management with you. If you work for solo, you can have a radio. If you don't work for solo, you don't need the phone. You know what I mean? It takes you out of learning. You, you can't. You push a can. It rings, it buzzes, you got a text message, this, you that. It just, you can't be in there. It's not possible. And then forget about the unnecessary phones. Stop. You're not munach, you're not boitus Hashem, you're not placed there. You're not there. You're not focused, you're not, you're not there. Davening, you're not there. People have their phones in davening. They're not even embarrassed. It's like right next to the Koracha. You know what I'm saying? In the middle of Shema, the guy's looking at the text message. And some people even answer, you know? They think that that's not called talking. I'm not going to Kivegish too, you know what I'm saying? Without lumpness. It's just impossible, you're not doing the right thing right now, right? So, so, so finished. We are not there. We are pushing not present. We are not present. So, in Torah and Tefillah is the first step we have to look to be present. Each person according to his level. If your first step of your work is to, to remove your phone during Seder, that's great. To start thinking about your achrayas and stepping up your game a little bit, that's great. No one's asking for perfection. But we're just asking ourselves to be aware of what's going on and understand what's happening and we need to be stepping it up in the davening and the learning. 
but not so much like a religious ritual. We have to start to live it more, to identify with it more. We need outside help to bring us there. We're not there yet. Okay, no problem. That's what I'm thinking. That's what's on my mind. And unfortunately, I always have to share with you what's on my mind. You're stuck with that. One day I'll hear what's on your mind. But right now you got to hear what's on my mind. So I'd like to see the Ezat Hashem changes in all of us, myself included, to get a little bit more involved in Torah and Tefillah. And that's the way we can approach life and realize what's going on around us. Okay?